0: Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary, Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include markets adjusting to continuously high interest rates, an interview with Rob Chrisman on chatter from the capital markets and why people should tune in to our weekly Mortgage Matters video show each Wednesday, and the latest from today's economic calendar. Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, True. As lending AI pioneers, True creates accurate data that powers automation and optimizes every step of the lending life cycle, helping lending organizations rapidly process loans, dramatically cut costs and risk, and radically improve the customer experience. This is lending intelligence. As foreign and bank buying of fixed income securities has declined, you'll notice talk of an inverted yield curve leading to a recession has vanished remember when that was trendy? A recession will happen at some point, but probably not in the near future. As markets adjust to continuously high interest rates, it is creating a new reality for bond yields, with investors now wondering how high they can go. Over the last few months, markets were wrong because they thought inflation would come down quickly and central banks would be very dovish. Everything will depend on how inflation lands over the medium to long run but it's fair to say that we have changed from the ultra-low yield regime. Rates continued their rise to open the quarter, which means that government shutdown fears weren't the main driver of recent yield increases. It was also despite economic activity in the manufacturing sector contracting in September for the 11th consecutive month following a 28-month period of growth. For the latest manufacturing ISM report, PMI did exceed both expectations and August reading, which that report will be construed as an economy tracking more for a soft landing than a hard landing at this juncture. Total construction spending increased 0.5% month over month in August, as expected. On a year-over-year basis, total construction spending was up 7.4%. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome back onto the show Rob Christman. Yes, the people think I am when they call me Rob in interviews on here. To talk about chatter from the capital markets and why people should tune into our weekly Mortgage Matters video show each Wednesday, you explain why liquidity is important in the secondary market and why we're still not seeing it in higher coupons.
1: The fact is, you can produce anything you want, whether it's a car, a wonderful work of art, a really great house. And if there's no market for it, If somebody's not going to buy that, then you're probably not going to produce it, or it's going to be termed a labor of love. And lenders and vendors in residential mortgage banking are not really in the business of labors of love. And so if there's no buyer for a mortgage that an independent mortgage bank produces and needs to pay down their warehouse line, or there's no portfolio use of a product at a bank or a credit union, then there's not a lot of reason to produce that loan. And you may have borrower demand for a given product, but if there's no liquidity, if there's no buyer at the end of the funnel, as they say, then that loan typically will not be produced. And what has happened since the bank failures in March earlier this year is banks have shied away from buying jumbo loans, for example. And right now in the bond market, China and Japan are shying away from buying fixed income U.S. treasuries. And so that lack of liquidity, that lack of a buyer is impacting prices and influencing rates. So prices are dropping and rates have moved higher.
0: Even if companies maintain good hedge ratios, why don't those in the secondary markets like volatility?
1: Volatility denotes a market where prices are going up and down and up and down and all around. And you really don't know where prices are heading and yields are heading. And if you have a pipeline that you are hedging, and those borrowers or those loan officers or those brokers are watching interest rates and interest rates go up and so you add hedging to that you add mortgage-backed securities or treasury securities whatever you're using to hedge you add positions to protect that because rates are going up and then when rates go down suddenly the borrowers and the LOs and the brokers may say, well, we can get better rates somewhere else, or we need to renegotiate. So you're peeling hedges off and then you're adding hedges and you're peeling them off and you're adding them and so forth and so on. You have transactional costs every time you do that. And so it becomes
0: very expensive. Can you explain what a bid-ask spread is and why it's so wide right now? I've heard up to a point or so even.
1: Well, for that reason the the fact is that the bid ask spread is the difference between where you would want to sell a security or anything uh, and where somebody's willing to buy it and the f- broker dealer in this case may be may be buying a mortgage backed security from you at a price of but they're in business to make money. And so if they turn around and sell it, maybe they will sell it at 99.1000. If you go to buy that back, they will sell it to you at 99.1000, even though you just sold it to them at 99. And so the bid ask spread is basically the difference between what somebody is selling something at, and what somebody is buying something at. Do
0: you think it would be helpful if we had things like bid-ask spread on houses to be able to determine the demand in certain markets?
1: Well, they do that. They they will track uh, the listing price of a house versus where it actually sells. And that is a form of bid-ask spread.
0: When we hear the term broker-dealer, is that different than broker? What's a dealer?
1: It's a term that has evolved over the years. It is a generic term when you are dealing with investment banks on Wall Street. They may serve the role as a broker Like they will broker out pools of mortgage backed securities. They will, they may broker pools of servicing. They may broker, you know, IPOs, whatever it might be. And the dealer is more of a, uh, or in the past, it was more of a, you know, call, who can help me get a bid? Uh, You know, Robbie, you call, you know, this dealer and Rob, you call that dealer. It was just a, a dealer in mortgage backed securities, but they also would turn around and broker those pools out. And so the term broker dealer became more politically correct as the years went on.
0: Can you explain why there's no premium pricing right now and and uh, what that means for LOs? I guess it, it sounds like they can't offer borrowers a mortgage with points or concessions. Sure.
1: The the basic Economics is that if you are a investor and you're willing to pay a premium above par 103, 104, 105, because you're getting a mortgage, you're buying a mortgage that has a higher interest rate than the market. And then if rates drop, those high interest rate loans will be the first to pay off early. They'll be the first to prepay. So, you may have paid $104, and in three months, you're watching your borrower prepay, even if they do it through you, and you're getting back par. So, a $100,000 loan, you spend $104,000 because it has a higher yield and you're willing to pay up for that yield. And then the borrower pays off three months from now, you get back $100,000. You just lost $4,000. And you have to invest that money at a lower yield. So investors are very, very hesitant about paying premiums, 102, 103, 104, in the event that rates go down and those loans that they paid premiums for refinance.
0: Can you explain cross-hedging at all?
1: Certainly. Cross-hedging is, in terms of mortgage-backed, Securities and a mortgage pipeline, a locked mortgage pipeline, you are hedging a locked pipeline with typically mortgage backed securities. If you have a jumbo pipeline, there's no jumbo to be announced TBA security that you can sell to protect yourself from moves in interest rates. So typically, a jumbo pipeline will be hedged with cross-hedge, cross-hedged, I should say, with regular Fannie Mae or you know uniform mortgage-backed securities. If you have an ARM pipeline, you might hedge that ARM pipeline with 15-year securities. So cross-hedging is typically looking at your pipeline saying, well, we can't hedge this with the instrument that we use to price these. So let's use a generic Fannie Freddie, Ginny, Mae security in order to hedge that. And so that is the, that is one definition of cross hedge, but you could also get into cross hedging with, you know, treasuries or gold bullion or whatever you think has a great correlation with mortgage rates that you'd want to use to cross hedge that. But when you do that, you run the risk of basis risk, meaning your instrument, May move in price and your pipeline, your products don't move or vice versa. And so when you cross edge, you have to be very careful.
0: And finally, the question we teased everybody with why should people tune in to the Robbie and Rob Mortgage Matters show every Wednesday at 2 p.m., presented by Lenders One, 2 p.m. Eastern?
1: Well, because it's a good in-depth look at certain components of the mortgage market. And I think now with, frankly, a lot of people have more time on their hands than they did in previous years, that there is a renewed interest in educating themselves about what's going on in the industry and certain parts of that. And so, uh, Wednesdays are a good chance to do that.
0: It's not for the, the beautiful looks of the hosts. One of the hosts. (laughs) There was increased talk over the last week as to whether a soft landing will be achieved as the elevated inflationary environment experienced over the last two years subsides. New home sales declined to a worse than expected 8.7% in August as the recent move in interest rates towards 8% moves potential buyers to the sidelines or further to the sidelines. (laughs) Builders have been able to take advantage of low inventory this year, However, the recent home builder survey from the NAHB reported buyer traffic at a seven-month low in September. This has increased the number of builders offering discounts to 32%, the highest share since December of 2022. Meanwhile, consumer confidence fell for the second straight month as consumers weighed the effects of rising food and gas prices, higher interest rates, and generally persisted elevated inflation. It's possible that consumers may finally start to pull back on spending – as labor market growth slows, interest rates remain higher for longer, savings dwindle, and student loan payments resume. Today's economic calendar gets underway with remarks from Atlanta Fed President Bostich, and will be followed by Redbook same-store sales, Jolt's job openings for August, and the latest monetary policy decision from the RBA. We begin the day with agency MBS prices worse than 8th, and the 10-year yielding 4.74 after closing yesterday at 4.68%. let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. My friend Jack says he can communicate with vegetables. That's right, Jack and the beans talk. (laughs) Thanks again to True for sponsoring today's podcast. To learn more about lending intelligence and True, visit true.ai. Make smart lending decisions fast with True.